0: Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Joining me later on in the show to get you ready for NFL Week 13 action is Chris Andrews, Sportsbook Director at the South Point. But first, let's do a quick recap of Week 12 before we get to our Week 13 picks. And the number one thing that stands out to me from last week was the 80-20 rule. The teams who were getting more than 80% of the bets got crushed. And this is a foundational principle that we've talked about on the show for years when Vegas doesn't give free money. And it's also why we created the get comfortable being uncomfortable bed of the week, because when you see so much action on one side, and I think the best example of this was the Giants-Bengals game, where it was something like 90 plus percent of the action was on the Giants. And you're like, how in the world are the Bengals going to cover this game? And I was actually on the Giants. So I'm actually preaching both to myself of what I need to be reminded of. And I watch and the Giants go up. I believe seven, nothing. I'm like, boom, it's going to go just the way that I think it is. And all of a sudden defensive score by the Bengals. And I was like, and this is exactly how it happens. And boom, back doors wide open for the Bengals. They only end up losing by two. So as we go into week 13, look at the 80, 20 rule and think about if you're willing to get comfortable being uncomfortable, being on that dog, because last week it was a very profitable bet. Last week was actually a pretty good week for the podcast. We went two and one with our picks. We also avoided a really big landmine in the Arizona, new England game. And I want to give a shout out to the people who hit me up on Twitter and let me know that they avoided that game because of listening to the podcast because the line just seemed too good to be true. And as we saw the Patriots in a very ugly fashion, ended up winning and covering that game. So uh, the quick recap one big mick bet of the week, one uh, the Bills, Saints. That was a pretty easy one. We got fortunate that I locked in my Saints bet earlier in the week before that number jumped to 15 plus as a favorite. Uh, the pick a loser, it was the Dallas Cowboys. And oh, it felt so good on Thanksgiving to watch the Cowboys lose and not cover. Uh, that was something that we easily identified, and that felt oh so good. Our only blemish of the week was the get comfortable being uncomfortable bet of the Minnesota Vikings, and I said it was going to make me throw up to take that bet, and guess what? The Vikings made me throw up. Once again, they're in a perfect position. I believe they're winning 10-7. I'm like, all right, let's do this. In the matter of two plays, they give up two defensive touchdowns. All of a sudden, they're down 21-10 or something, and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. The Vikings march back down to win, but at that point, I was rooting for them to lose straight up. I know many of you can sympathize with that feeling where, you know, the covers out of the question. So you know what? I want that team to lose. So with all that in mind, let's get to the week 13 picks and I'll start with my big Mick bet of the week. I see they got the big Mac. I got the big Mick. And I've got a four teamer for you that pays minus one Oh two. So pretty much even money. Give me the chiefs taking on the Broncos. Give me the Raiders on the road, taking on the jets, Give me the Dolphins taking on the Bengals. And yes, give me the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Jaguars. And this is a pretty simple thing for me. One, the Chiefs are in auto play the Raiders bounce back situation and we're fading the Jets. The Jets aren't good. Um, On the Dolphins, the Bengals season's over. Give me the Dolphins there. As for the Vikings, I have to take emotion out of this. And I can't allow the fact that they burned me each of the last two weeks to not allow me to see the opportunity that Mike Glennon is starting again for the Jaguars. I believe that the Vikings, they got a win and oh, by the way, Adam Thielen did not play in that game. So I will take the Vikings in this situation because I don't want to be the person who misses the bounce back of the bounce back so to recap Chiefs Raiders Dolphins Vikings is my money line parlay let's get to my pick a loser oh what a loser and my loser of the week is the Texans plus three and a half at home taking on the Colts The Colts are coming off a blowout loss and heading into the week, the Colts had one of the best defenses in football and that certainly did not do the case last week against the Titans. They actually got players negative fantasy points if you started their defense. It was terrible. But here's the big thing for me aside from that. The Texans lost Will Fuller and the Texans without Will Fuller have no offensive weapons whatsoever. Anybody who's ever followed the narrative of the Texans and Will Fuller knows without him, they are a completely different team. So because of that, I'm looking for a bounce back out of the Colts in a spot for them to reclaim that they are a playoff team. So give me the Texans plus three and a half as my pick a loser of the week. In might get comfortable being uncomfortable bet of the week. I'm going to rate this a Ray Bork 77 out of a hundred. Give me the Patriots money line taking on the chargers and right now this line you're finding uh patriots plus one with some extra juice so i'm just going to make that the money line to make it a normal bet and this is a bet against anthony lynn who is the worst late game coach i may have ever seen and i'm someone who was on the bills last week minus five and a half and i'm watching this with my bills family and all of a sudden bills are up 10 they throw the hail mary the chargers do get down to the two yard line i'm like oh my god are they really about to allow this backdoor cover. But thankfully, Anthony Lynn is a master of blunders when it comes to late game execution. He runs the ball and burns a lot of clock. He's terrible with his timeouts. So for me, I can't trust the Chargers in a close game In the line says this is going to be a close game. Belichick versus Anthony Lynn. Which one do you want? On the Patriots side, the reason I'm uncomfortable about this is I don't like what I've seen out of the Patriots. Nothing about that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. However, there is one thing that stands out to me and it's the Chargers lack of run defense. They've allowed 100 yards rushing or more in every game but three this season and that is exactly the recipe that the Patriots are going to look to exploit because guess what? Last week Cam Newton threw for less than 100 yards. How little? He threw for only 84 yards in the game and they won. So I'm looking for the Patriots to run the ball a lot in a close game. Give me Belichick over Anthony Lynn. So my own comfortable bet of the week is the new England Patriots money line and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down and joining me to get you ready for NFL week 13 action is Chris Andrews sports book director at the South point. He is also the author of then one day 40 years of bookmaking in Nevada. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrews sports. Chris, great to have you back on the show.
1: Hey, my pleasure, Rob,
0: what we're going to jam about today is NFL week 13, But before we get to some specific games, I want to talk about some mindset and some situational stuff. So we're recording this before the Steelers Ravens game, so we don't know the outcome of that. But I'm curious your thoughts on the effect of a Wednesday game on the Steelers moving forward, because they're going to play three games in I think 12 days.:
1: Well, I, you know, I think the effect has a potential would be very negative. Um, I, you know, especially a year like this, but really any year, the, these teams, uh, you know, that the, the bye week is big, you know, gives you an extra week to, first of all, clear your head, clear your body. Um, so I think these guys really kind of need that. The Steelers have been robbed out of theirs. You know, they're they they supposed to have one earlier in the year. Uh, that got screwed up. They're supposed to have this one where if they had played on Thursday, it essentially would have been made into a bye week the way. Uh, Mike Tomlin was going to handle it, Uh, they got robbed out of that because, you know, the the game got moved from Thursday to Sunday to Monday to Wednesday, you know, Um, so I don't think any of that can have a good effect. But, you know, it just remains to be seen. I think teams can really capitalize on the bye week and the Steelers have been robbed out of that.
0: Because I think if we look forward to their matchup against Washington, uh, I guess we'll call the resurgent Washington team, uh, it seems actually like a good situational spot for Washington where you're like, oh, here's a team in the NFC East, they can't do much. But if you think about it, they're coming off a game against the Ravens, the extended rest for Washington combined with the lack of rest for Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, I think if you look down to their last four games, they really have kind of a tough stretch coming up. And, uh, you know, a bye week could have come in handy, like I said, for the physical and mental health of the team. Um, you know, I think they're kind of up against it. But I, I still think they could win. You know, I'm not sure how the tiebreaker would work against Kansas City if they're tied at the end. Um, but, you know, they hopefully they can get the break the first week of the uh, playoffs and have the bye there.
0: Do you believe Pittsburgh could beat Kansas City in the playoffs?
1: Well, you know, I do have Kansas City still power rated higher you know there's no doubt about that i mean it's one of those deals where um, you know i I remember tony dungy many years ago when he was a coach at tampa bay and they were playing the rams the uh the greatest show on turf and they were asked they said are they unstoppable and tony just looked in the camera he says nobody is unstoppable and i think about that with the steelers i think there's ways that they could stop this defense or this offense now it'd be a hell of a challenge let me tell you that it's not like you're just going to throw your uh, pads out there and, and all of a sudden stop this team but there are ways that they could come up with to stop them it's gonna be very difficult Kansas City certainly would be the favorite over them but I think uh, I think the Steelers could play with them and you know it might come down to a play or two that decides the game and you know great athletes make great plays And there's some great athletes on both teams, but there are great athletes on the Steelers, no doubt about it.
0: So one thing that's in the back of my mind is about teams trying to go back to back in the challenge of it. And we see how well oiled the chiefs are. We see Tyree Hill going for a bajillion yards and Patrick Mahomes, uh, the favorite to be the MVP right now. But in the back of my head, I just keep thinking it is so difficult to go back to back because uh, what we see right now, their hunger may not be as strong as the team's, who are still on the come up what are your thoughts about that because i'm not seeing a lot out there saying well can the chiefs go to back to back and the toll that takes
1: well another coach i'm going to quote is chuck knoll and he always said that you know you win the games on wednesday and thursday you just have your final test on sunday and listen when you go out on the field on sunday um, a- anybody in this league, anybody's reached this level, you are going to compete at 100% of your abilities. But did you prepare for that during the course of the week? Did you prepare on Wednesday and Thursday? And that was Chuck's point. And I think, can you get a little complacent? Can you lack a little bit of that hunger? I, yeah, yeah, you can. And, and, and if you did, I think that's strictly, uh, human nature that would allow you to do that. And I don't think it would be, uh, anything out of line, to think that that something like that could happen if you do it at the wrong time. And listen, it takes one player, one play. Uh, oh God, my, I, I'm terrible with names. But who's the kid that lined up offsides against the New England Patriots a couple of years ago? One play. I mean, he doesn't line up offsides. New England doesn't win another Super Bowl. Kansas City's going. One play. That's it. That's all. One
0: hundred percent. And I also think about last week's game between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Uh, Chiefs go up 17-0. Boom, they're cruising. And I'm I'm looking at the live betting lines this whole time. And Tampa looks like they're dead. And all of a sudden, they have this miracle backdoor cover where they only lose by three. But Kansas City only scores 27 points in that game. And something inside of me was like, well, wait a second. What happened? Why did they take their gas or foot off the gas pedal? Uh, Tyreek Hill really could have had 500 yards. And why didn't he? Is that something where um, that is Actually, a noticeable flaw that we're seeing where Tampa did come right back into that game. So if we're looking at, all right, what's the scenario for how Kansas City does not go back to back? Is that one of the things that they just showed us where they are letting things off the gas a little bit later when they get comfortable?
1: Well, listen, everybody in this league loves Andy Reid and well they should, as both a coach and as a person. But it took them a long time to win one Super Bowl. So no coach, no team, no nothing in this world is perfect, and I think right there again, you get the human nature. What did he have the first quarter? <laughs> like a 200, 200
0: yards, yards
1: two hundred <laughs> yards. You know, so I mean, it's just natural mentally that you're gonna say, well wow, you know, I got, I got this one in the bag," you know, and uh, you know the other team's still competing, and uh, you know, like I said, it, it, he won a Super Bowl and. and Good for him, because I'm glad now his credentials are cemented to get into the Hall of Fame. There's zero question about that. But he only won one. And he had some great teams with Kansas City. had some great teams with Philadelphia. So there are flaws that could be taken advantage of. And uh, can you? Sure. Will you? That remains to be seen.
0: Yes. So one thing that I'm curious to get your perspective on is when we place bets, the advantage or disadvantage of when we do it And the great example of this is last week, the saints were laying five and a half or six uh, taken on the Broncos earlier in the week. All of a sudden the COVID news comes out, the Broncos have new, no quarterbacks. That line moves up to 14 and a half, 15 and a half, something like that. And it, it sort of like gave another red flag in my head because I'm someone like you want to jump on a line when you think that you're going to be getting value, but we're also seeing so many, op- so many instances, Adam Thielen goes out for Minnesota. You see Jonathan Taylor going out for the Colts where all of a sudden later in the week, COVID can have an impact. So I'm curious your thoughts on the advantage or disadvantage of when you place a bet this year.
1: Well, the um, accepted, you know, I guess the accepted knowledge, expected, the accepted theory has been, if you bet favorites, bet them early in the week. If you bet underdogs, bet them later in the week. That's painting with a very broad brush. You know, and that's, I, I, I've never advocated that. I don't, you know, never is a big word. I probably have said that over the years, but I've come to realize, I don't think that's true. Um, I think right now you have to be doing all your homework. And right now, it's hard to do your homework on COVID, I mean, take college kids, I mean, they're protected by HIPAA and, and you know, the pros kind of not really because it's kind of what you sign up for. But you know, an 18, 19 year old kid, you know, it doesn't always come out who's who has what. And even now we're looking at um uh like the the Ohio State game. And they had some guys last week. Well, who are they? Well, I don't think anybody really knows, you know. And I can understand that because if I was a parent of a kid that played, I'm not sure I'd want the world to know. Um, But you just, I don't think I could give you a hard and fast rule. You know, and by the way, I went to 17 with that Denver game (laughs) last week. That was such a ridiculous thing for the league to allow that game to go on.
0: So I'm curious about that because I was texting with a friend and he said, Rob, what number would you need to bet? the Broncos not like you're a bookmaker like actually bet it and this is like literally right when this happened and the number that I created was 18 and a half and obviously as the week went on I was like well that's just you would almost need way more than that I'm curious from your guys perspective because one of the things that I was thinking about was it may have been last year or two years ago in which the Josh Allen Bills were severe underdogs to the Colts I want to talk about more than double digits and I started to look at that line and I was like well wait a second they had Josh Allen and they ended up winning this game and they've got no quarterbacks and this year we actually saw some gigantic lines earlier in the season to me that line didn't seem big enough compared to some of the other things that I'd seen throughout this year and throughout some of the other years so how do you guys set a line because it's so um unprecedented where you don't have a quarterback that if you were to have laid my plus or minus 27, something like that, like how do you come up with that number?
1: Well, I, I went up like when we reposted it, you know, I kind of was looking around. I saw, I can't remember exactly what was up there, but I took, uh, I wanted to stay high because really I've looked back over the years and I remember, you know, back the Jim Kelly, Buffalo team, I think they were a 17-point favorite on the road one time, and I think they actually lost that game, believe it or not. But I've seen a couple of roads now. And, again, this year I'm giving zero value to home field, zero. Uh, so a 17-point road favorite. It was a very bizarre circumstance. I can't remember what exactly. But Buffalo, you know, four trips to the Super Bowl, very good team. Played, I can't remember who they played. But this was so far out of reach. You know, you got a kid – You know, he played quarterback for Wake Forest and then got moved to wide receiver. Now, if you played quarterback at Ohio State or Clemson or, you know, Alabama, and they moved you to wide receiver, you say, okay, yeah, I couldn't beat out Tua. I couldn't beat out Lawrence. You know, I couldn't beat out Fields. You know, okay, he was at Wake Forest. wasn't good enough to play quarterback at Wake Forest. They moved him to wide receiver. And even then, he's a practice squad wide receiver. Now, I, I, remember, I told my wife before the game, I said, do you ever watch, like, they give you that view from behind the quarterback? I believe you could ever complete one pass. And I mean, Roethlisberger, Mahomes, you know, run down the list. How they threaded it in there to me is impossible. And we're asking this kid to do that? you know, I mean, come on. I mean, and I, what do you have one completion out of one nine? Completion. attempts. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I didn't watch, but I'm imagining it was like a little swing pass or something. Yeah, I can complete, I can complete some of those, you know, but how, I mean, it's just an impossible situation. So I stayed high and Rob, you know, sometimes, um, things in life make no sense. I, I had guys taking Denver on the money line and I can't remember what was. I had out there I mean, sharp guys, bet me a couple, and again, I'm thinking, am I missing something? I mean, this is impossible. I mean, and listen, we know the Saints, they laid off the gap. I mean, early in that game. I mean, they could have won by six. 70 I think if they really wanted to but you know I mean they're trying to win a Super Bowl which, I mean what's the sense you just want to walk out of there with a win and I'm not sure he was even trying to cover or anything like that but this was such a ridiculous situation but that's you know again human nature guys taking the money line I couldn't believe it
0: you know, who is the one player that I thought about that I think could have actually made something interesting is former Navy quarterback, Malcolm Perry, who runs the option. And this is just like, he may be on the dolphins or some team like that. I'm like, all right, well, what would you need? So you've got the you've got the Broncos are running team. And what is one thing that, um, can work as a gadget is you've got an option quarterback. So Navy historically can throw, can go an entire game without throwing more than five right. passes. So you take someone like him who it can be competent. Of course, Denver didn't have it, but I was thinking you almost need an option style where at least that's going to be a little bit different bringing it to the table.
1: You know, had they had more than one day to work this out, right. that might've been an option. <laughs> I mean, I, I think when we look back, there there's certain things in the history of the league that people look back and say, that was a big mistake. You know, one was Pete Rosell had, uh, had games playing, um, you know, a day or two after JFK got shot and everybody looks back at big mistake. And even Roselle in his memoir said he made a big mistake. Now this isn't on the scale of JFK. But I think when we look back, we'll say, how did they let this game occur? It, it was just ridiculous. And even some rules that easily could have been bent, like the, the, the Broncos had two guys on, and I can't remember who they are, two of their coaches that said they could play they played quarterback and they knew the offense and the league said, no, we, you can't do that. You can't, you know, harbor players on your practice or as a coach, uh, you know, you can't do that. Uh, and I mean, that would have been an easy thing to say, okay. <laughs> Everything's crazy this year. We're going to allow this. We're not going to allow it to set a precedent, but we are going to allow this to occur under this very extremely rare circumstance that easily could have been done. And that should, that should have been done. That was an easy fix that absolutely should have been done.
0: And it seemed contradictory to what we're experiencing with the Steelers and Ravens playing on Wednesday and getting moved for an entire week difference. That just, there's just no consistency. And I think that's what you want. If you're going to rule with an iron fist, do it consistently, but yeah. you almost need to enforce the, um, for the love of the game rule or the spirit of the game where you're like, well, wait a second, that just doesn't make sense. And then all of a sudden we're arbitrarily being like, Oh, let's just keep moving the Ravens down. And you're like, wait, what? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. I agree. Yeah. All right, so let's get to some more betting talk. What teams are you having the hardest time figuring out or setting lines for? So for example, you got a team like the Chargers where Anthony Lynn, everyone loves Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler's back, Keenan Allen's good, Hunter Henry's starting to do well, Joey is a force, but then you see Anthony Lynn and he just completely wrecks everything late game. You've got a team like the Atlanta Falcons where I have no faith whatsoever what's gonna happen. You've got a team like the Philadelphia Eagles who has 8 million opportunities opportunities to show that they're not a bad team and every time Carson Wentz and the team just don't stand up you have a team like the Raiders everyone's like they're really good and then all of a sudden they get blown out by Atlanta what teams on your perspective are you seeing that are just the hardest to figure out or to set a line for
1: well we could probably run down the list there's probably 32 teams that I can say (laughs) that about you know you hit uh, some of the big ones um you know I, I I still think when you look at a team uh, the first thing you have to look at is coach quarterback. How, did, how does that relationship work, and do they have both those things in place? Um, again, you know, look back at Carson Wentz and uh, Peterson, the coach, who I think is a terrific coach. I, I mean, before Wentz got hurt, he was the, the favorite to win the MVP. That wasn't that long ago. Now, is it just the injury? Because I don't see the injury so much impacting his play. Well, we keep making excuses for this guy for really the last two years. And there's guys that have elevated their team. Uh, like I, I know, uh, you know, and I'm parroting what a couple other people have said, but Russell Wilson lost a lot of, uh, talent offensively and defensively. And he was able to lift that team. They're, they're a legit contender. And they, they have been since Russell Wilson stepped on that field. Um, uh, So he's a guy that really has raised the level of that team and was able to do that. Wentz has not been able to do that. And we keep making excuses for him. So I think Philly to me, it's a hard team to handicap. Although at some point you have to say, okay, this is what it is. And I have like, and I, I hesitate to even call this a math model. It's not, but it's like a, you know, like a record keeping model that I've created over the years and really it judges things. Um, very objectively, you know, so, and, and and I always say this, this is my model. It's not, and it's a, it's a, it's a thing I use, but I'm not married to it. You know, it's a place to start for a lot of things and certain teams, you know, just keep thinking, you know, how bad, how good are they? And uh, this kind of keeps track of that because I think uh, uh, our prejudices do enter into it along the way. You know, you take like the Raiders. Um, I still think the Raiders are pretty good. You know, I think a a game can take on a life of its own. Like you look at the um, uh, New Orleans-Tampa Bay game a couple weeks back. I mean, they got obliterated, Tampa Bay, obliterated. They were never in that game. You know, how much do we take out of that? I mean, you know, again, I'm I'm a Steeler fan. Everybody knows that. I think back, I think it was 79, the Steelers went into San Diego and, you know, against a good team. With Dan Fouts, they got annihilated, okay? And I mean, if you just saw that game, you'd think, boy, how good can this team be? And, of course, they won the Super Bowl that year. So, you know, games can take on a life of their own. So I, I tend to throw, like, that one game out. But, I, I like, the Raiders are a good example. I think the Raiders are pretty good. And I think they got a chance – Uh, I think that number is like a little light this week against the Jets. You know, I think that they have a chance to get back on track against a very weak opponent. But, you know, they're hard to handicap. You know, I think the Colts are very hard to handicap, mostly because Phillip Rivers. I never know if I'm getting Hall of Fame Phillip Rivers or the guy that's blown numerous games as a Charger quarterback, Phillip Rivers. Uh, You know, you mentioned the Chargers. They've been tending to keep it close And, you know, probably should have kept it close last week, except for a a huge screw-up at the end of the game. And, you know, Anthony Lynn, I just – again, another guy. Everybody tells you what a nice guy he is. I certainly believe that, but he's not a good head coach. He might be a good coordinator, but he's not a good head coach. And uh, I'm just looking down my list of teams, you know. um, You know, the Browns, I think, is another team. You know, they're hard to handicap because I like their coach. But, again, Baker Mayfield, I mean, he – you know, his production reminds me a lot of Phillip rivers. There's one week that he looks like very worthy of the number one overall draft joints. And the next week you look at him and say, what the hell were the Browns thinking? You know, but you know, that's what makes handicapping so difficult. And it's, 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 it's tough in the NFL. And that's why the bookmakers have loved the NFL since uh, (laughs) since it originated.
0: So some thoughts on some few other teams, let's talk about Tampa for a second, because Inside, I'm sort of kicking myself because going into the year, I identified Tampa as a team that I wanted to fade because of a lack of continuity. And they've hit sort of a rough stretch right now and i was actually on them a few times and i'm sitting there and i'm like what am i doing when i started the season i said i did not want to be on them for continuity purposes and as you hear the narrative out there oh they're going to be better as it gets further on in the year in the playoffs what are your thoughts on tampa are they a legit contender like should we be thinking about them as better than the rams as good or better than the seahawks and can they win a super bowl
1: uh, well, they're they're off this week, so I don't have them. I don't have their power rating right in front of me, but I, you know, I I think they would have benefited it in the in the overall picture of the season had their buy come early in the season. Uh, you know, they did have you know you got listen. I don't care what anybody says. You got Tom Brady coming in there everybody on that team is going to kowtow to Brady, including the coaches, the general managers, you know, they signed Gronkowski, they signed Brown, you know, I mean, uh, he's pulling a lot of strings and, and, you know, honest to God, Rob, rightfully so. I mean, he didn't get all these Super Bowls for the hell of it. Um, but there was that lack of continuity. And like I said, w- were they to have like a regular practice, not just on zoom and all that other stuff early in the season, I think you'd have seen them gel a little bit, but as we see it now, now they're, they've had their ups and downs, a lot of ups and downs with that team. But now here we go. They get their bye week now. Okay. Look at their schedule down at the end. They have very winnable games. I mean, if they go undefeated from here to the end of the season, I would not think that's a big aberration. I think they have a great, and I don't have their schedule in front of me, so I don't know. I, but I was just looking at that yesterday. Um, they have a chance to gain some momentum. how they got to stay healthy. How, you know, momentum in the NFL can be deceiving if you're not healthy. Uh, but if they stay healthy and they win these last, you know, four or five games, whatever they got left, and things come together with that team, they are going to be very formidable. In the uh, in the in the playoffs. So I would say if you're looking to make a hunch bet on Tampa Bay, this might be the time to do it because you're kind of buying low. But this team, I think they have a chance. I'm not saying they're going to win Super Bowl or the NFC. But if you look at some of the outside scenarios, they have a chance of making a, a pretty good run here at the end.
0: Speaking of momentum, what are your thoughts on the dolphins? Because they seem like they're a darling that we should like to love this week. They're double digit favorite taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And all of a sudden people are like, wait, could they win the division over the bills? Do you see the dolphins on the same level as the bills? Uh,
1: I, I don't, I think they're close, but not quite there. Um, I I think, listen, you know, Certain guys, I, I think probably Mike Tomlin should be coach of the year, but uh, Flores got to be right up there. He's done a hell of a job. Even going back to last year, everybody assumed they were tanking. They were not, uh, and you know they they still wound up with Tua. Uh, and then this year, you know, he made like the bold move replacing Fitzpatrick with Tua. Now he's back to Fitzpatrick through an injury. But, you know, some of those things they have a funny way of working out, and I think this might work out to their favor. Now, that being said, I think the number's a little high this week. You know, I do. I think, uh, you know, Cincinnati, I'm not, I wouldn't <laughs> – I, 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 I'd hate to get trampled uh, at, the, at the window, guys betting Cincinnati. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, – Uh, I do think the number is a little high, but I think the Dolphins are very good. They're still missing a few key pieces. And I know they have like, uh, I think, four first-round draft choices in the next two drafts. I think they've built up a pretty good roster. You know, are they going to make some moves in the draft? They might. They might not. They might just draft the guys who are there. But I think they're in a very good position. They have the right coach. And I think they have the right quarterback if Tua stays healthy. And that's been the question. And I think that's a legitimate question. Uh, But I think the future has a potential to be very bright for this team. But that being said, I'm not sure I like them this week. What's a little, Steve?
0: And last game, that's a really curious one for me. Rams taking on the Cardinals. Cardinals we're seeing as two-and-a-half or three-point home dogs right there. And the Rams are a hard team to trust because of Jared Goff. We see them yeah. look great with Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald on the defensive line. Robert Woods can blow up. They've got running backs that who knows who's going to be good in any one game. And you've got Arizona who's on the skids. I feel like we would be buying low on Arizona. What's up with Kyler Murray's health. But this is a game where I wouldn't be surprised to see either team win. And I'm more likely to default to the Cardinals on this one due Due to a lack of trust in jared goff in the rams
1: well we opened this game two and a half rams we're up to three with business i mean that i'm starting to look uh we're starting to get some business back the other way on the cardinals now i i made the game one and a half i, I didn't want to go to three on the game that's kind of no man's land one and a half um but hey, this is a good situation when we can talk about coach quarterback. You know, you take the Rams, like the coach, or I didn't say I love the coach. And Two years ago, he was every, you know, if uh, you had a cup of coffee with uh, this guy, you were uh, on the eligible list to get a, a head coaching job. Uh, that's how Zach Taylor from the Bengals got his job. But anyway, um, I, I love the coach. Don't love the quarterback. Um, I like him. I don't love him. Then we go cardinals and i was very skeptical on kyler murray coming into this league not that he doesn't have talent he's certainly shown that but he's a little little guy you know and can he hold up here i don't know if we're starting to see that or not we might be but i definitely do not like the coach i do not like kingsbury and um i don't know they said this is a match made in heaven between him and murray i mean i got my questions on both of them and, uh, you know, I think we may be seeing just kind of the tip of the iceberg there of maybe this thing isn't quite the darling of what everybody kind of assumed it was going to be even just a few weeks ago. Uh, but that being said, I think I, I would probably take the three here, uh, you know, gun to my head. I certainly would take the three. If it gets below the three, I say you're kind of in no man's land, but, uh, you know, I, I, that you're, you're, you are talking about two, two teams with, um, like I say, coach, quarterback, you know, for the Rams, good coach, questionable quarterback <laughs> for Arizona, good quarterback when he's healthy, very questionable coach. So I don't know. That's that, that, there's the formula right there.
0: The one thing that I am not forgetting about the Rams and I want everyone to remember, this is they're very top heavy. They are a team who cannot afford injuries. So as this season goes on, so if we're looking in the playoffs and, and I'm sort of taking mental notes on what you're saying about each of these different teams, not just for this week, but as we get forward on the season and if they make the playoffs, the Rams are one team that cannot afford injuries because they are not deep because they spend so much money on these high price players.
1: They did. You know, and, um, you know, again, it's part of the, the uh, equation. How did you manage your cap? I don't think they managed their cap very well. Um, you know, what's that mean this week's game? Probably not that much, you know, but what's it mean over the course of a season? Could Could mean quite a bit.
0: Well, and certainly we saw them lose someone on the offensive line that's within Whitworth. So something yeah. like that, where we may be like, oh, whatever. The trenches are where these small little cracks can start, where all of a sudden you go up against uh, a ferocious pass rush. And guess who doesn't do well under pressure? Jared Goff all because of that one injury on the offensive line in going up against a player, whether it's Joey Bosa or TJ water, someone like that who could just wreak havoc on you. And all of a sudden the Rams are not the same team.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, it, you know, football could be a link in a chain game, you know, and you have one weak link. Listen, if you get, you know, you're, you're, you know, you get a couple defensive backs hurt, you know, injured and all of a sudden you're playing your, uh, you know, your weak safety at corner, you know, you think the other team isn't going to be picking on that guy? Of course they are. That's, that's the nature of the game, you know, but uh, that, that happens. That's very visible. But when you see these things on the offensive line, not always quite so visible. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like I say, you get, you know, uh, any, any break in that chain could, could wreak havoc on your team.
0: Chris, I love talking about football and the world of sports betting with you. Where can everybody connect with you?
1: Well, on Twitter uh, at Andrews sports and uh, you know, I try to answer everybody, unless you're being a jerk. If you're being a jerk, I'm not answering you. (laughs) That's on you pal. Uh, But you know, everybody, they ask me questions you know, if I can answer them, I will, I always, some guys have to tell them, I'm not your personal bookmaker, you know, I mean, you want to, you know, I, I'll help you as much as I can, but, uh, you know, but I try to answer guys and I think I'm a pretty fun follow, I don't, you know, I try to keep it as light as possible. And, but if there's something important to talk about, we'll talk about that too. You know, so at Andrew sports, that's uh, where guys can follow me. And of course you mentioned a book early on, uh, that's, uh, You know, that that's again, I think a very fun book to read. And I'm writing one right now that I thought would be very fun to read. It's kind of a journal of I wanted to do a year in the life of a bookmaker, you know. But who the hell knew what was gonna happen in twenty twenty? So this one is not taking the light tone that I had hoped, you know, but But, you have to I love that
0: because it's real and I think that's what we're missing is, I'm someone who's a storyteller and loves storytelling. So, not everything's always puppy dogs and rainbows and sometimes you wanna hear from behind the counter what's really going on in the world of COVID during this crazy season.
1: Well, like I said, I thought it would be fun because guys like, you know, guys always, Hey, how'd the book do this week? <laughs> and like somebody asked me once, nobody calls Foot Locker when they released a new <laughs> tennis shoe and said, Hey, how'd Foot Locker do this week? You know I mean, <laughs> but they really care about this life that we're living, you know? Uh, so I thought it'd be interesting in that vein, but I mean, you know, we had, you know, racial unrest and I tried to keep it every, anything that affected sports. Cause I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff going on out there, but if, sports I put it in the book and you know the racial unrest affected sports you know over the summer there was things that happened and you know we had the NBA that missed games even the NHL missed some games because of you know identifying with uh, you know their social responsibilities uh, however you view that but I tried to be as you know objective as possible there and uh you know we we had a lot of things happen this last year and I and anything that affected sports I put it in if it didn't affect sports I figured let the historians talk about the election and all that other stuff. There's plenty that they know way better than I do. Um, But otherwise it was in the book. And I, like I said, tried to keep it real. And I, I, I've sent like the first, I'm going to end it with the Super Bowl. So I sent like the first half to my editors and publishers and they loved it. They think it's great. So I think it's going to be a good book.
0: So for both of us, let's hope the button on that is a Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl. Chris, I always love jamming with you. And as always, I want to hear from you. What is on your NFL Week 13 card? Do you have a -a pick-a-loser, Big Mick Moneyline Parlay of the Week, or an uncomfortable bet? You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy, make sure to use hashtag sharp 600 and be part of our community. And also make sure to tag at covers. And thank you so much to everyone who's part of this community, who's engaging every week and who's given us a rating and review on iTunes. If you give us a shout out there, we will give you a shout out on the show. And remember, if you wanna be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll be disciplined with your money management go with the devil hit you with the rap level of ten the one two three your pen I get action so everybody jump with your rope with like the way sound pumping in your back and let loose with the juice when I do rock I'm too hot you say I got more juice than two pop